good people, and welcome to a mini-sode. This week, we are a noob or nerd-less. So what we're going to do is review Kong Skull Island by only asking 10 questions about it. So it's just me, uh, Sam Hurley. I'm joined by my usual co-host as well, Stacey Gavin. How are you, Stacey? I'm good, thanks. Great to be here. So, yep, Kong Skull Island. Who stars in that, Stacey? So we've got Tom Hiddleston, Samuel L. Jackson, John Goodman, and Brie Larson. Oh, and we can't forget John C. Riley pops up there. Interesting that there's four Marvel characters from the Marvel Universe popping up in this. Well, three current characters and Brie Larson, future Captain Marvel. Mm. Bit of nerd trivia there for you. And what about... <laughs> oh, no. Yes, that is. It's already started. Uh, and what about the plot for the movie, Stacey Gavin? A diverse team of scientists, soldiers and adventurers unite to explore a mythical, uncharted island in the Pacific. As dangerous as it is beautiful. Cut off from everything they know, the team ventures into the domain of the mighty Kong, igniting the ultimate battle between man and nature. Cool, so IMDb gave this a, it currently has this rated at 7.1 out of 10, uh, Rotten Tomatoes, 79% of critics find this fresh, quite a high school for, there for, um, for a monster movie. Really? Mm, and 62 on Metacritics, but Stacey, what would you rate Kong Skull Island out of 10,948? <laughs> That's going to change my percentage totally now. <laughs> Just gi- for inflation there, Stacey. I'm giving this 7,843. Shit, that's a really high rating from you. Yeah, I when I was thinking about the score for this, I was thinking, what's actually wrong with this movie? And there's nothing really wrong with it. Oh, we're going to get into that. Okay, well, maybe you think <laughs> there is. But I don't watch this kind of movie, and I watched it, and I thought it was good. Okay, this was enjoyable. For what it was, for a B-movie that you go along, you switch your brain off, you watch some monster do some crazy shit, it was good. For a monster movie, I'm going to give it 7,012. Um, can you just explain to the noobs why a monster movie gets an automatic boost? Because monster movies aren't trying to be your Godfather or your Citizen Kane. Monster movies are just what they are. They're B-movies. No one was expecting any sort of great critical art or masterpiece to come from them. And it's amazing that King Kong, the original from 1933, is. Like, it's a masterpiece of filmmaking. I see. Okay. All right, so as we introduced last week, we're going to do a compliment sandwich at the start of the show now before we get into the questions. Last week it was a question, this week we're just going to make it standard fair. So, Stacey, hit me with something you liked, something you didn't like, and then something you really liked. I really liked the story about the relationship between man and nature and the fact that man is not always on top. I didn't like the trailer and the name of the movie. I almost didn't go and see it, in fact, because I didn't want to go see... Yeah, Kong. I'm like, I don't want to go see a movie about a big gorilla. Boring. It's amazing you don't want to go see a movie about a big gorilla. Is that because you live with a big gorilla? (laughs) Yeah, it could be. But of gorilla overkill. And my third part of the compliment sandwich is Tom Hiddleston. We need a bit of man eye candy, and he he just filled that spot. Cool, so... The main thing I liked about the, uh, this movie was even the argument for the premise for why they got out to Kong Skull Island. And in a time where America's politics are so crazy at the moment, it was pretty funny how uh, this science voyage got funded basically on the back of, come on, otherwise the Russians are going to do it. It was like a <laughs> bit of yeah. immature marxism that you know basically got us out there. 
Things I didn't like. Well, where to start? The thing I didn't like about this movie is there's a lack of common sense. There's a lack of common sense on the helicopter pilots not flying away from Kong. There's a lack of common sense of the guy that's been there for 28 years. No one wants to listen to him, even though he's telling them what's the best thing to do in that Mm. situation. They just all ignore him. It was very annoying. And that's a nice little segue into the thing that I liked most about this movie, which was John C. Riley's performance. That guy (laughs) is flipping hilarious. Loved him since God knows when. Step Brothers is one of those ultimate guilty pleasures of a movie that I watch whenever <laughs> I'm tired and hungover. And it's like, I, yeah, I just love John C. Riley in this movie, though. Amazing. Okay, cool. So that's the compliment sandwich done. Stacey, you're going to start us off with 10 questions. And this time, as I said, guys, but different this week, we're going to answer our own questions for a change. My question relates to your common sense issue. I believe this is a major common sense issue in the movie. Basically, the actions of the group were driven by Samuel L. Jackson's character. He was the, I don't know what you call him. The yeah, he was like a colonel, colonel that was leading his troops he, yeah, on the trip. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he was the army dude. Lead, he was the lead. army escort for the scientists. Yeah, so obviously very hierarchical and you're supposed to follow your boss and always do what he tells you and just... But he was acting in such an irrational way, wanting to recover the bodies of troops despite extreme danger to everyone in the group, including civilians. So would you have followed him? No. <laughs> Maybe because we're privy to that knowledge that he just wants to kill Kong, that we're sort of like, no way. Mm. And like, if you're that troop, you'd be like, oh, you know, I better follow my commander. But better to save your life and the lives of others then lose them all going for one guy. The reason I asked this question was back to the experiment about authority. You might like to think that you wouldn't. Stanley Milgram. Yeah, yeah, follow authority. But most people would. Yeah, But this was a pretty extreme situation. Anyway. A lot of interesting characters in this movie. Which character would you most like to take to the pub? I'm going to say Hank. That's John C. Riley's character oh he was gonna be my yeah choice. i thought he might have been but he would have had some really funny stories and from all kinds of <laughs> yeah, crazy I head on an island for 28 years what else have you done oh that's it no but he survived and that's imagine true, all yeah. the things that he would have encountered the fact that he's just been had no one to talk to so he's really talkative yeah the, yeah. the tribe he lived with didn't use vocal language as a way of communicating. They were very silent. That's true, that's true. Probably not the sort of thing to say when your fiance is sitting within punching range of you, but I've got a massive crush on Brie Larson. <laughs> and I've just been punched. So if I was going to go to the pub with anyone, I'd love to go with Brie Larson. Now, putting aside the fact that she's gorgeous, she's mm. also been a war photographer on the front line of the Vietnamese War. She has seen some stuff and she can tell you some stories. So I know that you have a weird and wonderful imagination and this movie was pretty out there. So what was the strangest thought that you had when you were watching this movie? At one point we treated to a full frontal shot of Kong standing there in all his glory and I thought, where is his penis? (laughs) It was covered by fur, wasn't it? Okay, no, let me rephrase this actually. What I thought was when someone was digitising this, they had to digitise where his penis is. And I wonder if they thought, should I give him a tuft? Should I give him a bulge of fur? You know, what What? What do you do in that circumstance? Some guys had to sit there at a computer, think about it, and yeah. digitise. Um, so what about yourself? What was your strangest thought? 
Wow, I don't really have strange thoughts like you. I'm waiting for why is my boyfriend staring at the middle of the screen where Kong's penis is supposed to be? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, real creepy. What a creep. I was just thinking, and this was my complaint about passengers as well, is if you're on your own for 28 years with nobody to talk to, yes, he had others around him, but wouldn't he have been more crazy? He, he was a little bit unhinged, but all things considering, he seemed, <laughs> a little bit. he seemed pretty relaxed about the fact he was on the island, like he'd come to terms with it. Mm-hmm. And you're forgetting he had a Japanese friend for so long. That was yeah, his best friend. True. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. And he'd, only, he'd died, what, four or five years before, and so he would have been well acclimatised to his situation by that point. But mm. yeah. Oh, well, it's just a thought I had. Yeah, yeah, well, I'm not <laughs> telling you wrong, I'm just telling you you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Okay, so interestingly enough, we've just discussed my weirdest thought of this, and now it's become a question. Good little segue here. Do you think Kong has a small package? Well, according to you, it's non-existent, because you didn't see it. I wasn't even looking for it. Well, interestingly, gorillas actually have a very minute penis compared to their body size. It's only like two inches or something like that, Mm. even though they're bigger than a full-grown man, obviously. Mm. So that's why I was wondering if you think Kong has a small package. Well, if he's an anatomically correctly proportioned mm. gorilla, then yeah, probably he does, which is why you don't see it. It's covered in fur. Yeah, even though he's big, it's probably still the size of a bus or something like that, eh? <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I don't, yeah, this is enough conversations about penises about for one podcast. Yeah, yeah. This is weird. I'm getting cool. a bit worried. Okay, next question. Move along. Yeah, moving right along. What character needed more screen time? Kong, I wanted to see what he looks like when he's naked. <laughs> he was naked. Did you see him <laughs> no, dressed Kong, up at all? I wanted to, uh, no, what character needed more screen time? Tom Hiddleston. He was like Ray out of Star Wars Force Awakens. You know, could fight good, could track good, could do anything and everything. He's still, he was the most engaging character out of all of them. I would have said John C. Riley, but he was perfect and I wouldn't want to spoil that. Yeah, I, w- I wouldn't disagree. More Tom Hiddleston would have been awesome. But I'm going to say is some more weird creatures. For me, that was the exciting. That's what made this movie exciting. It wasn't just a dumb, boring gorilla movie. It was a amazing, crazy creatures popping out of nowhere, all out of proportion. I would have liked more screen time with those guys just to go, just to emphasize the fact of how crazy this place was. Yeah, okay, Stacey, so moving on to question number six. Your favorite actor, Nicolas Cage. How would you incorporate him into this movie? He'd be one of the soldiers who flew in in the choppers. And I can't remember his name, but there was one that got isolated. He ended up on his own and he was writing a letter to his wife. My two Billy. Uh, I really miss you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, th- that guy was a great actor. Nothing against him. But if I had to put Nicolas Cage in, I'd put him in simply for the fact that he gets killed in spectacular fashion by... What does he get killed by? He gets killed by one of those skull crusher things. The reason why you're saying that is one of those skull crushers actually vomits up the head of the guy that he kills. That's why <laughs> yes. you're nodding. You want to see yeah, Nicolas Cage's head, head vomited out <laughs> beside Breeze Larson and Tom Hiddleston. Is that basically what you say? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> what about you, Sam? See, the thing about Nicolas Cage is he's got such a commanding presence and he really brings something to the screen. Like, you know who he is and where he is. But at the same time, too much Nicolas Cage can ruin a movie, as most of his recent movies, unfortunately. (laughs) 
But I reckon it would have been crazy if John C. Riley had come home, opened the door, and there's Nicolas Cage with his wife and child. And it just turns out that Nicolas Cage is his brother. Not that he's with the wife or something, but, you know, because uh. w- considering how crazy John C. Riley's character is, what better than to have a brother like that who's just as crazy? Hmm. Interesting. And we could have been treated to some one weird scene where we see them just goofing off and going crazy with each other. Just just one unhinged Nicolas Cage scene of, Oh my God! Oh my God! It's you, you're home! Ah! <laughs> you're surprisingly Man. good at that. I know. <laughs> When you're asleep, I often practice my oh. Nicolas Cage impressions. It's probably why you hate him so much. <laughs> Subconscious. Yeah. Okay, this movie is full of special effects, like any good monster movie should be, right? It's a documentary. <laughs> so tell me what your favourite special effect was. CGI recently has a notorious way of being so bloody obvious that it's fake. You don't even feel like the CGI occupies part of the screen. You just look at it and dismiss it as being fake. That final fight scene between Kong and the giant skull crawler was amazing. From mm. the CGI of him getting caught on fire through to them scrapping and saving Brie Larson and all that sort of stuff, that was really believable. I was really sucked into that. What about yeah. you? Yeah, I agree. I think it was all really quite great. Um, but I liked one of the kind of softer moments, and you touched on it then in that final fight scene where Kong actually picks up Brie Larson in his hand, it protects her, carries on fighting and then gently puts her down. Seeing her lying in his hand, you know, which had cuts from all the choppers and stuff that he'd been dealing with, it just kind of, it was just, looked quite realistic. I wasn't for a second thinking, oh, that's fake. It looked like a human lying in the hand of a giant gorilla. Yeah, I almost suspect that they might have made a giant gorilla hand. For that one scene, you know, where he cuts to her lying in his hand. Yeah, it looked, they may have. It looked very Nerd, realistic. I thought you had looked into this. I am surprisingly I haven't. I haven't <laughs> had time to look up trivia for this. Cool, so that moves me on to question number eight. Sharks, snakes, aliens, Sif, and now a giant gorilla. Samuel L. Jackson has fought them all. Sometimes <laughs> won, sometimes lost. Now, what motherfucking fictional creature should motherfucking Samuel L. Jackson fight next, motherfucker? <laughs> okay. Oh, good. feels what good mo- to channel Samuel L. Jackson. I think he should fight dinosaurs because just watching this Kong movie, I was just kind of thinking of Jurassic Park and, or Jurassic World or whatever the next movie coming out is. And I think that would improve Jurassic World is having Samuel L. Jackson in there. Give it a bit of gravity. I do feel like that is probably a movie that he'll jump in next. Mm. He does seem to pop up in a lot of these big blockbusters now. Well, I'm I'm basically running through the different species of animal on this, and we've got sharks for fish, we've got snakes for reptiles, we've got sif and giant gorillas for arguably mammals. What we're missing is amphibians and birds, so I'm going to go with birds. I'm imagining some griffins or a phoenix or some sort of giant mythological bird that Samuel L. Jackson and a team of whoever unearth and have to scrap. Yeah, that's an awesome idea. Have you um, heard of the cassowaries? Yes, I have, yeah. Yeah, like a giant crazy bird like that would be quite cool. Yeah, it'd be quite cool, yeah. Okay, so at the end of the major fight scene, we see them all happily relieved heading off towards their pickup zone. 
Next thing, we cut to John C. Wiley's character at home. My question is, how the hell did they get out of there? We saw how difficult it was to get in. The reason this island has been hidden from, from everyone is because it's constantly surrounded in storm clouds, so you can't actually see it from a satellite. It was incredibly difficult to fly in there. And once they'd lost all communication, how on earth would how, whoever was picking them up get in there to pick them up? I'm going to posit a Jacob's Ladder situation. If you haven't seen Jacob's Ladder, uh, the spoiler alert, but <laughs> the guy dies and then lives, the entire movie is pretty much him living out his fantasy as he's about to die. So I'm reckoning John C. Riley's died while trying to get out of that storm and he's living out this fantasy of going home and seeing his wife and kid and everything. Mm, so you don't <laughs> well, reckon I'm, I'm not, out. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. See, I've, my preferred ending would have been for them to, for it to be a mystery left open. So we don't know whether John C. Wiley got out and got to see his family. They just had the end of the battle scene. They were cruising off towards their pickup zone and then yeah. the end of the movie. And that leaves it wide open for a sequel or whatever. You can't have a sequel of this now. Nobody's going back there. Like, that's do you just know, retarded. Okay, nerd alert. Do you know what the sequel to this movie is? No. Godzilla vs. King Kong. This is uh, your face is oh my god he's tricked me into another one of these fucking extended universe fucking movies again. Yeah. This is just like Marvel. This is just like DC. This is just like all those other ones where one leads on to the other. They can't have one movie. That face is it all. Yes, Godzilla vs King Kong. That's what this movie was. This was the setup of King Kong on this island. We know who he is now. Thirty years later, him and Godzilla are gonna. I've just got to sneak another question in there. Okay. How does where does Godzilla come from? Where does Kong? How does Japan. Kong get out of there? Does Kong just go? Oh, I might just zip over to Japan, or like I just don't get it. This this is what I'm thinking is that I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good answer. Let's leave it there. All right, Sam, hit us with your last question. Okay, so Brie Larson. As I touched on earlier, in this movie, his name Mason. Now, when Samuel L. Jackson first meets her for the first time, is like, Mason, oh, I was expecting a guy. And she sort of says, like, oh, everybody normally does or whatever, blah, 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 blah. So it's a bit weird for a girl to have a guy's name, typically a guy's name. And it's a bit weird for us to ask this question, given that Sam and Stacey are both names that boys and girls can have. That was going to be my answer. <laughs> what, you're going to be called? No, I was going to say we already do. Yeah, we already do. But if you had to be named something with the opposite gender's name, what would it be? Well, that's easy, Sam. I call my dog Maz, and he's beautiful and lovely, and I think that's a really cool name, and (laughs) (laughs) that's what I'd like to be called. Amazing that you've gone back on a bit of nerd trivia there, and that Indiana Jones, his real name is Henry Jones, but he calls himself Indiana because that was the dog's name. Well, there you go. Bit of fascinating stuff. My female name would be Rebecca. Why? Because back in my days when I used to be single before I'd meet you, quite often when I'd meet somebody out, people would just forget my name and I'd forget their names. What I used to do is tell people that my name was Rebecca. What? So they would remember this so weird remem- guy with a girl's name? Yeah, yeah. And I, and when I said to them, I'm out on the prowl, I call myself Bex. <laughs> <laughs> Don't slut shame me for being a Bex. <laughs> I'm starting to get very feminine. Yes, you are. Yeah, okay, so before I start getting a bit more feminine, great, that's awesome, that's the end of our podcast. <laughs> Thank God, it's Thank over. Thank God, we've made it to the end. Thank you for everyone for listening. Now, first of all, we do the noob seal of approval. So, noob, if you were another noob, guy or girl, sitting at home, somebody's making you try and go and see this, 
regardless of your rating, would you recommend they go see it? I'm going to say yes, because I got talked into going, even though I really didn't want to, and I said no several occasions. I finally Tried to fight me in the hallway and (laughs) pulled a knife on me on the way to the (laughs) theatre area. I finally caved in because it was cheap Wednesday and we got free popcorn and drink. But actually, you don't need all that. You can just go and watch it because it's quite good. And I guess I had low expectations, so I was actually pleasantly surprised. Cool. So the other thing I'm going to end the podcast with is a bit of nerd trivia. So I'm going to try a little bit of trivia on you and see if you're impressed by it. Okay. A long, long time ago, Joseph Conrad wrote the book Heart of Darkness about a group going up the Congo River, losing their minds, blah, blah, blah. The movie Apocalypse Now, loosely based on that book. Now, the main character in this movie, Tom Hiddleston, that takes them up a river on a boat, is named Conrad. I am impressed. Cool. So thanks, everyone. Uh, Thanks for listening. Go to our Facebook page. Go to our Twitter Send us some message, send us some movies. We'll try and take your guys' comments and ideas on board and incorporate it into the next show. Can I just rephrase? We will take them on board. Yeah. <laughs> so if you're looking for us, it's Nerd V Noob, so N-E-R-D-V-N-E-W-B. Uh, our next film is going to be Jersey Girl. I'll also look out for Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 2. That movie's coming up very soon. So is Ghost in the Shell. In terms of legitimate movies that we are going to be watching and reviewing, those two are coming up. So if you've got questions for them, sweet. Don't worry about Jersey Girl. Right, (laughs) goodbye. Bye. Do you want to do some vocal exercises before we get into this? No, thanks. All right. Gorilla penis. Was Kong carrying the ring underneath his ball sack? Gorilla balls. (laughs) 